Well, for those of you who were here last week and endured an epic message on marriage, thank you for coming back. Uh, We, um, as promised, we're going to have a panel this morning of three TCF couples to share on their marriages and uh, various aspects, the glories, the the pitfalls, the, the fun, the drama. We trust it'll be a great time. I thought as a way of kind of warming up the audience, I would read a few quotes about marriage uh, that I found along the way. The first one is from Agatha Christie. How many of you know who Agatha Christie is? She said, an archaeologist is the best husband any woman could have. The older she gets, the more interested he is in her. Number two, this is from Socrates. My advice to you is to get married. If you find a good wife, you'll be happy. If not, you'll become a philosopher. (laughs) This one is from Peter DeVries. The difficulty with marriage is that we fall in love with a personality, but we must live with a character. (laughs) This is a nice one. Andrew Moreau, I'm not sure how exactly to spell his or pronounce his last name. He said, a happy marriage is a long conversation that always seems too short. See if you know who said this. I married the first man I ever kissed. When I tell this to my children, they just about throw up. <laughs> That's Barbara Bush. Here's, a, here's an insight for one, uh, a little bit debatable, from Chris Rock, the comedian. You can be single and lonely or married and bored. No, you don't like that one. All right. There is no more lovely, friendly, and charming relationship, communion, or company than a good marriage. Now, you know a theologian wrote that, Martin Luther. This one, uh, I don't know who wrote it, but um, I like it. Marriage is like strong horseradish. It makes you smile and cry at the same time. (laughs) You like that one, Mike? Yeah. This one will surprise you, I think, who it's from. Marriage is the most natural state of man and the state in which you find solid happiness. Benjamin Franklin. Mm -hmm. This is probably my favorite one. I love being married. It's so great to find that one special person you want to annoy the rest of your life. (laughs) This one is also from a theologian of sorts. The man is the head, but the woman is the neck, and she turns the head wherever she wills. And then I'll finish with a nice one. To keep your marriage brimming with love in the loving cup. Whenever you're wrong, admit it. Whenever you're right, shut up. That's Ogden Nash. Well, as you know, we have three TCF couples. Um, You know, we have so many great marriages in this fellowship. I just had difficulty 
even considering which ones to ask to join us up here. So I asked Al Baker to develop a very sophisticated, randomized uh, computer uh, selection process. And uh, he did so. And um, so here are the three couples. The first couple, let's give it up for Bruce and Lynn Clutter. Come on up. The price is right. And uh, the second couple I'm very excited to announce to you is Mr. Michael and Marin Bros. Let's give them a hand. And then the third couple, um, who, who I have to say when I contacted them that the computer had selected them, they were a little bit shy. And so they asked if they could come in disguise and alter their voice so you wouldn't know who they are. So would you please just, out of respect for this couple, close your eyes for a moment, bow your head, and if the couple would come forward, we'll, we'll begin. Okay, very good. All right, Bruce and Lynn, if you'd begin, tell us a little bit about, um, a little bit of background about your marriage, how long you've been married, maybe how you met, and what part of the country are each of you from originally? I'm from uh, many places. I was born in Montana, lived in North Dakota, lived in Libya, uh, moved to Oregon, met the Lord in Oregon moved to Oklahoma, lived in Ohio for a while, moved back to Oklahoma. So anyway, uh, that's about where I'm from. Um, we met at Oral Roberts University freshman year, and we're great friends throughout our um, college time. I'll let Lynn take it from there. <laughs> I'm from Columbus, Ohio, and went to ORU. And we graduated and then worked a year and then were married. And I accepted the Lord at age 16, so grateful that I accepted the Lord at that point in time. And, and so uh, was praying about marriage since then, you know, that God would bring a man of God into my life. And he brought this tall, cool drink of water, right? Okay, Mike. <laughs> uh, uh, Mike and I met. We were at ORU one common year, but we never met. Um, I remembered having seen him because he takes great pride in that I, as if I admired him from afar when we were at ORU. Uh, but we met at our first class um, at the University of Kansas. Um, he grew up in liberal Kansas. I grew up in Topeka, Kansas. And, um, and we were both late the first day to our first class in graduate school, which has turned out to be a sort of a family tradition. <laughs> 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 we're both very patient with each other when we run late. Um, so anyway. Um, yeah. how, wait, wait, wait. How long have you guys been married? 
34 and a half years. Let's give them a hand. Bruce and Lynn, how, how long were you guys, have you guys been married? 36 years here. All right. I'm Billy Joe Jimba. This is my wife, Willa May. Say hi, Willa. Hi. She's from Mississippi. I'm from Arkansas. Woo, pig suey. <laughs> I can't. There's there's some hungry dogs at home. But um, we've been married, was it almost 16 years this, this December? Sure enough. We done met at ORU too. Seems to be a common theme. Uh, let's see. She was a freshman. I was a junior. And we met in humanities class. Got to know each other over the next year or so. God really did most of it actually. Kind of pushed us together when we were looking the other way. Uh, after a while, we stopped looking the other way, started looking at each other a lot and kind of liked what we saw. And <laughs> <laughs> this sure is fun. I ought to do this more often. <laughs> you want to add anything to that, Willa dear? <laughs> Let's take the mic away from these guys. <laughs> Okay, well, we want to laugh, we want to have fun, but we also want, um, you know, to go in depth if we can on, on marriage, and uh, thanks, James and Amy. Um, so, obviously, there's no perfect marriage, um, but the first question I have is, what do you think ma makes your particular marriage healthy and strong? And we don't have to go in order, but who'd like to start? I'll try not to talk too long. Uh, Amy and I talked about this one, and we both agreed staying connected to God is huge because um, God works in both of you at the same time. Um, we've also found it to be a huge help to stay connected to each other, and especially since having kids, we've had to work really hard to make sure that we're on the same page because um, the more stuff that gets in your life, the harder it is to kind of stay close enough to know each other's thoughts and, and work work together. And um, through our marriage, it's, it's also been very clear to us that we need to be connected to a community, and that's one of the reasons we're very glad to be here. Uh, here we see not only good marriages modeled, but people who help make our marriage good. Uh, I don't know how many different people I could point to here that have watched our kids uh, and, and have um, blessed us with all kinds of other gifts and, and, and help of all different kinds, and that, that's big. So I guess being connected to God, to each other, to community, probably been the biggest thing that's helped our marriage. That and, and a determination to, to not quit. Both of us decided early on divorce would not be an option, and sometimes we wanted to kill each other, but um, we, we've never gone that direction, haven't talked about it, and... Um, and you really need that. I would also say it's important to laugh a lot. Like, on purpose, make it happen. Um, I think what has make, made our marriage strong and healthy, at least in, in recent years, if not all along, is taking walks. Because we, uh, it's, it's 
uh, we have a dog that uh, encourages us to walk. So once or twice a day, usually at 10 o'clock at night, is our nightly walk, and we um, we just have that time to talk, and and it's often the time that we confess to each other things that we haven't wanted to tell each other all day, and keep putting off, Lord, I don't want to have to say that, and you know, and he keeps reminding us, yes, you need to tell him, and so on our walks, when we're walking straight ahead, we're not looking at each other, um, we, uh, that tends to be the time, like last night, I, I had uh, taken the loppers to a few plants that I knew that Mike, <laughs> Mike liked, and, but, but they're probably wild all over, but anyway, these ones were in the wrong place. And as I was cutting them, I was thinking, I know if he was here, he would say, don't cut these. And I just cut them. And then, I, and then you know, that night, confession time came, and the walk is healing, and uh, we, we tend to be honest on our walks, and, and he forgave me. And, um, so, yeah, walks make our, our healing. Well, I think, I think that if you all know me and know Marin, I wish I had a quarter for everybody that's ever told me over the years, you're, you know you're married to a Spaniard. Um, and so the other side of that, you know you're married to a mess, Marin, you know that. And I really am a mess. And, um, and so, you know, she's my anchor. And, you know, she and I, God put us together. We know that. And she stabilizes me. Um, and for me, it's always about when I don't put the Lord first in my life and spend time with him in prayer every day. And if I don't have quiet time with the Lord in the morning by 2 o'clock in the afternoon, I'm a mess. I'm a, I'm a heathen. I am. It's my nature. Uh, and I have to confess and seek him and what have you. And when, you, when we seek him first, it says, all these little things will be added to you. And he loves marriages. If two people will commit themselves to him, he will heal wherever, whatever happens, he will heal it. And we live that. And um, we know that. And so um, I think just staying focused on him and then all these other things get added unto. So we look through the good, through the bad, um, through the laughing, through the tears. Uh, it all works. And um, it's an amazing thing. And so. That's what keeps our marriage strong, I think. I remember early on, you know, after accepting the Lord and becoming a Christian, um, really wanting that strength of, of marriage in the future. And I remember going to a group I was, I, uh, at the church in Ohio, and um, I kind of got a little persecuted for praying about that, but I'm convinced that that um, prayer base really helped me stay focused and helped me um, want to be pure for marriage and be prepared for marriage, and one thing that I've been so grateful about our marriage is that at the very start, we were headed the same direction in life. And so you basicers, just you know, pray now that, that God really 
brings that uh, for you and that you can head toward the Lord. It made sense to me that God can plan the best life possible for me, for each person. And as I'm, you know, like Mike was saying, as I'm close to the Lord, then the marriage is going to be good and solid. So that's very important, I think. I mentioned that uh, Lynn and I met freshman year at ORU. We were in psychology class together, and we had known each other through some mutual friends, but we got paired up as lab partners in psychology class. And so that was kind of the, the beginning of our relationship. We became good friends. Um, there wasn't really a romantic aspect at all to our relationship initially. And that didn't begin until we graduated from college. And um, we were really blessed that as our romantic relationship was blossoming, starting, we were here at TCF, we were in a house church led by Dave and Beth Troutland and Mark and Karen Silvers. And um, Dave and Beth offered to do premarital counseling for us. And we thought, well, okay, that sounds good. And then also Bill Sanders and, and Ann Sanders had just been married a year and they also offered to do premarital counseling. So we got a twofer on the premarital counseling by really quality people and that was such a important foundation to our, our getting married was getting this uh, input from uh, people who were married who had some insights for us and a very strong foundation and then brother bill during our wedding ceremony and he had warned us about this during our premarital counseling but during our wedding ceremony he made us vow that we would not get divorced. And this was um, a bit strange to Lynn and me at the time because we were madly in love and who thinks about divorce when you're madly in love and getting married? But the wisdom of Bill, you know, uh, in his years knowing that this is what many people are tempted by is to, you hit the hard times and you think about, well, you know, maybe divorce is what we need to do. But he made us from the outset think about, no, that's not an option. That's not in our vocabulary. That will never be an option. And to even vow that. After the wedding ceremony, Lynn's dad, uh, who's not a believer, said, I've never seen a knot tied tighter. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that commitment from the early premarital counseling, the commitment from the early stages uh, of our wedding ceremony on, knowing that we're together, we're committed to, not to one another through thick and thin, nothing's going to come into our lives that will destroy our marriage. And God, by his grace, uh, has just poured out his grace, especially in times where we really did need it, to get us through that. So it's not like it's us, God's graciousness in putting us in the right place at, at our premarital time and then giving us the grace through our marriage. Uh, we, we've been able to stay together and we're glad that Bill started it out that way. 
Test, test, test. Can you hear me? Okay. Very good. Thanks, guys. Um, let me give you a couple questions to choose from on this next round, okay? Um, one of the questions would be, what do you treasure most about your marriage? And another one would be, what's one of the hardest things you've faced so far in your marriage or worked through as a couple that you feel free to talk about? I'll choose the, the um, question about what you treasure in your marriage. I, I treasure uh, the selfless things that Mike does for me that um, I know are not his favorite things to do. Like I know he really doesn't like to make the bed and doesn't see any point in it. And, um, and I've told him, I love to make the bed. I, I, I have a way I make it. I love to make the bed. Don't make it. Just let me make it. And not only does he go in and make it, but he makes it in my little obsessive-compulsive way that I like the bed to be made, um, which takes a little more effort on his part. So, uh, so I, I just, uh, I just feel, um, you know, like it's just a blessing from God that that every time he does one of those things that is um, just uh, selfless. Giving to me. I think for me, one of the hardest things is, and it's been a source, is that um, my my work is that I give and give of myself to other people, and I make myself. I try to make myself as available to other people as I possibly can. People I work with people I serve, people I, that our organization serves, I work with. And it's real easy in that to take Mary for granted because she's so steady, she's so solid, she's so faithful in so many ways. And I, can, I have to be real careful. And I have done that. And I've been guilty of that. And she knows I have. Um, and it's, it's at a core source of struggle in our marriage to take her for granted. Um, and I've really tried in these last years to not do that. When she talks about making that bed, that's just a little way of trying to honor her. And I don't go to all the details. She thinks I do. I, I, <laughs> no, I, I share it. I do share it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that's a way of, I don't do it every day, but when I do it, I'm very, and I hate to make the bed. I don't see the point in it. We're going to get in it tonight. We're going to mess it up, you know, blah, blah, blah. So, but for her, I know it's really important for her. So I do that, and when I do it, I'm very conscious that it's my way of, of finding a little way to honor her and something that she is important to her, and I try to do that in other ways. But still, I struggle every day with taking her for granted because she's always there, she's always solid, but, you know, she's steady as she goes, and uh, that lets me go out and do all the things that I do, but it's in doing that is taking her for granted, and I, I have to watch that all the time. The thing that I treasure most about our marriage is that it's an adventure together. And so James makes it fun, <laughs> that's for sure. But we, I feel like either he's my sidekick or I'm his sidekick, and we go off and do this thing. And it, it may not be fun to other people, but we like building chicken coops and homeschooling our kids and 
hanging laundry, whatever the things are that make up our life, but we do it, we have it in common. We have that, uh, like Jim was talking about last week, we definitely have a common life. It, we're home in our spirit and in our hearts. When we're not home, home is where our hub that we rotate around in our family, and I appreciate that so much about my husband who has a very consuming job when he's working, but he makes every effort to leave his work at work and come home and just enter in fully into the mini-adventure that I feel like God has given us for our life. And it's, it, it sure makes it, it makes life purposeful and meaningful when, you're, when you have a teammate and you're, you're each setting each other up to win. So, yeah. I like that. I treasure the uh, times where I have been inadequate, uh, incomplete, where I've been at my lowest point, and I look at myself, and it's real easy to see failure right there because she has been there to give me encouragement in those moments when nobody else was. Um, when my colleagues don't know, when my friends don't know, uh, when my relatives don't know, Amy knows, and she builds me up, and I really treasure that a lot. Our marriage and family has had a lot of lot of transitions but um, in 2002 I was diagnosed with breast cancer and this was uh, a very you know extreme stress to life and with major transitions and unknowing of what the future would hold and you know, concern about uh, you know, life and length of life and maybe involvements related to that. Well, I remember during that time being so grateful that Bruce and I were together in this and he he went to many of my appointments with me and we were in despair together and in pain together. And I remember one night especially that um, neither of us could sleep and we were tossing and turning and just the bewilderment of it all and the speed of it all because when a diagnosis like that hits, Sometimes it's immediate. You're, you are into, you know, surgery and this and this, and here are your options, and lots of decision making happening so quickly. And so I went downstairs and was just sitting in the dark, and um, he came down. It was just late at night, and I remember it was the oddest thing, and we just sat on the floor back to back and we were just crying. I, it was such an intimate moment. It was uh, painful and healing both. And I'm so grateful, you know, we were grateful for the body of Christ during that time. And glory be to God for the progression and the uh, healing and being a survivor 
but I was especially grateful during that time for the way we were able to pull together, make decisions together, help each other, and love each other through it, and for his love toward me. That, that also, I think, is the most challenging time of our marriage, so I don't have much to add and captured that very well. Um, but to answer the question, what do I treasure most about our marriage, I think it's our friendship. And uh, we've started as friends, and we have remained friends through all these years, and that's a very solid, important aspect to any marriage. Okay, we're going to, uh, I think this will be our last couple of questions, or I'll give you two. Um, a lot of young couples uh, just love advice uh, from those who've been in the trenches for a while. And um, a lot of young couples also ask the question, how do I know this is the one? How do I figure out this is the one? You know, it seems like that's a mystery. Uh, for many uh, young couples, and even for those of us who have found spouses, it's, it's a bit of a mystery uh, other than the Lord's leading. So uh, grab one of those questions and talk about that, okay? What advice would you have for a couple just starting out or a couple about to marry? And, uh, or uh, how do you know she's the one? How do you know he's the one, okay? We had a marriage conference here at TCF years ago, and I remember one concept that they shared was uh, needs clashes, that the minute you come in the door uh, in early married, and this isn't so much to couple or finding your spouse, but I think it's important early on. Uh, it's easy at that point to have fights because you both come in to seeing each other with needs and so instead of having a needs clash at that point let one person kind of dump their emotions and spill about the day and then have the other one um, you know share later and just that little piece of advice has helped our marriage because when you think oh this this could really benefit both of us to let one share and then the other um, it works kind of morph them a little bit together. Uh, I think one piece of advice for is in the courtship is get the physical out of there and keep it out and have a chance to spend some time together and get to know each other and, and see a fr and let a friendship develop. Mary and I had that opportunity and we, we, we talk about that a lot that we, we Mary always says we were buddies and we were buddies, and, and I was interested in her. Don't get me wrong. She wasn't <laughs> interested in me, uh, but I was patient, and we, but it gave us a chance to have a friendship and to develop that, and we still have that. And then, um, you know, I think the other thing is how do you know is in the context of that, I don't think it's, it's not that hard. I mean, it's, it is hard in one way, but another way, it just works. And if it's not working, if it doesn't work, it doesn't mean you don't run into problems, but 
maybe that's not the one, uh, because it seems like it just somehow works. And uh. Well, I think about um, a divorced woman who talked to me and said, if I had only known especially one thing during our marriage, things would have gone differently. And she said, she said, you know how in movies that are geared toward men that there is often uh, at the beginning of the movie, the man has not earned the respect of the men around him or men and women around him. And toward, through the movie, he begins to gain more and more respect until at the end of the movie, he is uh, he's well respected and admired by those around him. And she said, you know, what scripture says about the, it's the wife's job to respect her husband and the husband's job to love his wife. Um, she said, if I had given more um, attention to realizing how important that is, that it's, it's God's word and it's all Hollywood understands it, um, that, um, that that would have been something that she wished she had taken more seriously early on. And, and I have learned from that too. One of the best pieces of advice I got when I was trying to figure out how to get from single to married um, was not to marry someone that you can live with, but to marry the one you can't live without. Um, it, I was very social, was, still am, I guess. Um, and it's, it's easy for me to see the potential in people. I think that's part of what God put in me to be a teacher. But um, when God wants you to know something, he knows how to get through to you. He knows your language. He knows what your vocation to. He knows what will be meaningful to you. And you don't have to try and work it all out for yourself. God will make it clear. Because he sure did with Amy and me. Uh, it was loud and clear, very unmistakable. Um, and, and we checked. I mean, we asked our friends. We asked our relatives. We asked people who, could, who knew us, is this a good idea? I mean, is, is she good for me? Is she bringing out the best of me? Is this something you think that, that God is in? That was very clear. I mean, no, nobody had bad things to say about her or, or about our relationship. It was all, yeah, I've never seen you happier. Yeah, that, this is a God thing. Yeah. And I was like, well, okay, that, that makes it pretty clear. Um, I would agree with what Jane said, but as far as advice, um, I agree with what Marin said. I was asked by um, someone who didn't take my advice, uh, my best advice for newlyweds for a wife, and I said, give your husband more respect than he earns, and I stand by that. Um, he'll live up to it, but you gotta, you gotta give it to him first. So um, my husband says men are, and, and boys are like puppy dogs. Every once in a while, you whack them with the two-by-four, and the rest of the time, love them and praise them. And <laughs> i like, God, get the two-by-four, and I'll do the love and praise <laughs> um, Oh, that was right. The other thing is, as far as advice, is watch your words. They matter. Life and death is in the power of the tongue, and you can kill at, or at least maim your relationship with not thinking before you speak. Also, that means... If you think of something nice, say it. Just say it. Even if it's not your nature, even if they respond weird, say it. Just be nice. Be nicer than you need to be. Um, it, it'll never, 
it's always come back in a good way for me. And that's not, it's not my nature to be complimenting and building people up just all the time. But God has built that into me and grown that. And it, it's, it's definitely been a good thing. Advice for um, young people is um, let God choose your partner. Um, you don't know what the future holds for you when you're a young person, but God knows what the future holds. And so he can pair you up with uh, a person that will be ideal for you for a lifetime. And. Um, you know, you may have some thoughts when you're 18 or in your 20s about what you want as a, a, a spouse, but um, God really does have the best knowledge in this, so let him be the one uh, arranging this and, and choosing for you. And, um, you know, I didn't know what life was going to bring us or me uh, 40 years ago, but, um, you know, through the, the high times and the, and the low times and the times in between, uh, I just see the wisdom of God in bringing Lynn into my life and, and going through all that life has brought uh, with the person that he brought into my life. And I'm so grateful that he did. Well, let's leave it there, you guys. Let's give our panelists a big hand. I'm sure you have a million questions, or at least a few, and I'm just going to say that these folks, I'm sure, will continue to be willing to answer any questions you have. So catch them privately if you'd like. Or, But uh, our goal is, is to, again, to hold marriage in honor in our congregation and thereby foster strong marriages. Amen? Again, to the singles and to the, those who have lost your spouses through death or experiencing a divorce, we just want to honor you as well, uh, mindful that um, something like this could even cause pain for you, but we just treasure you and your graciousness toward us to lift up marriage anyway. And uh, so I'm so thankful for this body and... Um, Dave, if you would come close things out, that'd be great. Let's give them one more hand as they go. Good morning. This is the last Sunday. Uh, we'll need to get the basket for benevolence offering. So we'll have that up here after the service. Um, we also have potluck, and we'd like to invite everyone, and even though you didn't know there was a potluck or forgot to bring something, there's usually plenty of food. So we want to invite you to the potluck uh, dinner after this service. I am so grateful for this body. Um, it's been a blessing to me. Um, and how, uh, as James was saying, you've got to have community. You know, you, we're, we're not an island. 
saying years ago, no man is an island, and especially in a marriage, it takes a community. And I recall personally my uh, college advisor telling me that same thing. She said, you've got to have good friends, friends who will encourage you. It's not just you and your spouse. It's good friends. And that's really what has uh, made my life and my marriage strong is that I've had the privilege of having good friends encouraging me. So, Father, we thank you for this morning, for the time of sharing. I pray, Father, that each of us, Lord, as we leave this place today, we would be encouraged in the things of you. Lord, that we would be a blessing, that we'd be careful about our words, that we would uh, build up one another. It's so easy to tear people down. I pray, Father, as we enjoy this fellowship together after uh, the service, the meal, we pray your blessing on the food and the hands provided to us. This we pray in Jesus' precious name we are dismissed.